Take it away, Andrew. This is your episode, after all. <laughs> it sure is. <sighs> hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm Andrew. I'm Chris on Andrew's episode. Yes, this is my episode. Uh, don't ask me why, but it's mine. So you can listen, but you can't have it. This week, we are talking to one of my favorite guests that we've ever had, which means, yes, you heard that right. It's another two Pete guest. We're talking to Greg from Cashed Out. And this dude not only is so good at just chilling and probably fishing, because he seems to be doing that a lot, but he also is just really good at learning how to chase your dreams and achieve them because he's done just that and every time we talk to him i just get fired up and want to achieve something like i'm not even sure what but i need to achieve something talking to him because it just it feels like it's within my grasp you know what i'm talking about chris that is exactly why i said this was your episode because never have i heard you use the word fired up in your life but i remember that first car ride home from when we, we talked to greg on episode 13 oh so long ago and uh please go look that episode up because we do reference it quite a bit but I'll, I'll never forget that car ride home you were fired up man it felt like it was your episode like you know i i really love cashed out i listen to their music all the time greg's an awesome dude it's been amazing getting to know him and so this episode is very much so mine and it's our show but i mean you just you're you're glowing right now and i'm not even looking at you man you know like we're self-quarantined and i can just feel the aroma just finished recording this not even 20 minutes ago i can just feel it just permeating through the phone right now at me andrew and so that's why i said this was your episode right and uh with that being said we've got lots of great episodes that are mine that are chris's and i'm sure that are each one of yours as well uh, and not just with Greg, even though that first episode with Greg is a winner. But uh, if you like Cashed Out, we've got episodes with Brandon from Bumpin' Uglies, uh, Hayden from Tunnel Vision, Gabo from Fiuka. I'm sure that I'm forgetting some because we talked to a, a lot, lot of regular guys. The legend himself, who, who's come up on both Cashed Out pods, oh, Howie of Spangler of Ballyhoo, Maryland's <sighs> finest. I mean, he's basically like, the le- the, he's just the legend of this podcast, you know, like I can't even think of one person that adequately describes uh, the the myth, the legend that is Howie in the talking universe, but it permeates all episodes. So it does. And he's, I know exactly he's inevitable. He is. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. And this whole like reggae community has been so good to us. And so that's it makes me extra happy just to have these guys on our show in this kind of like low that we've been speaking about in the music industry and a it makes me happy because it seems like literally all of them are just like nothing's gonna get me down you know it's back to that positivity we had spoken about with even on the pacifier episode that we did with you know uh, like uh, a few weeks back a couple months back rather like before before corona they're just all so positive and, and hard workers and it seems like nothing's really kind of put a dent in their in their system yet which is which is good to hear, and it makes me happy to have them on and sort of give them a platform to sort of inform you guys about where to find them, keep up to date with them um, through, through these hard times because the artists, man, they need your support now more than ever. Um, and Andrew, speaking of support, uh, there was a few things you wanted to tell the people about our show before we get into the episode today. 
Yes, we just mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of episodes, but I didn't tell you where they were. Uh, besides living on forever in your hearts, we also have them living on forever on the internet. They are on all the digital streaming platforms that you would want to find, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, the big ones, but also, uh, Chris, what are those other two that I can never remember the names of? There's there's way more than two. There's, there's Stitcher, there's Overcast, there's Radio Public, there's... The more popular platform, Google Podcasts, which I know we don't normally reference too much on this show, but quite a few of you listen to us on uh, Google Podcasts. So what up, what up, our Google fam? Wow. You see, that's that's why Chris is here as my co-host, because he's good at remembering names of platforms that I'm standing on. Yeah, and I also remember the service fees for each platform. So, Andrew, you forgot to say that when this podcast lives on forever it lives on forever barring the fact that we uh you know we hit those those annual service fees and you guys are helping us do that so far so we we appreciate that very much true true while you're on those digital streaming platforms if they allow it please feel free to uh like us subscribe leave us a five-star rating if you feel it's fair i think it's fair but you know i'm not gonna put stars into your hands so you do what you do, but a when you're review not on too those... on Apple would really help. Um, yeah, just to help us partner oh. with with companies to do some advertisements, and you know we're gonna do ads that mean something to us. But you know, getting those right. reviews it, going would be a way to just help grow the show and, and it, get bigger and and even you know more more widely known guests. Not that I mean I love the curation of guests and conversations we have, but. I want to do so much more with this show, you know, Andrew? Mm-hmm, absolutely, Chris. And, I, and I'd go as far as to say if you write a review that we find uh, funny and uplifting and makes us feel good, we'd even read it on the show because why not? We'd like to share things like that. Write to us. We have an email. Yeah, I mean, I'd even read a bad one if it was funny enough, although... I would read a bad one if it's funny. I don't want a bad one, and I'm not encouraging people to write bad ones just to be funny, but... Yeah, true. That could backfire very easily. I'm glad you kind of put that to rest before it became something but let's get you off of those digital streaming platforms before we give you another bad idea we are also on all the social medias at talking podcast no g find us follow us live with us us. keep us in your pockets dance with me chris okay um um yeah so you know guys the point being the reason why we we just like to get this out of the way is so that you know a you get to the meat and potatoes of the episode as uh, andrew's kind of been saying lately on these intros but b also because like we would be lying if we said that this was very far from where we want the show to be it has grown and become something that i am very proud of and i love doing but this is only the tip of the iceberg so if you guys could follow us find us on all these platforms um that, that's the message for today. I mean, I have I have my own YouTube channel. Me and Andrew have our own personal Instagram, social media platforms. And, and I have my other show, Talking TV, show about, you know, television, film, movies, uh, comics, anything really a discussion about art. And, but we're not going to get into all that. We're not going to plug that. Not, not right now. Not right now. Right now. But real quick, one more thing before we get to this episode. I... Uh, would like to present a fun little game for those listening at home. If you are uh, within the confines of your home listening to uh, this podcast and are of legal age, I have a drinking game for you. If you want to take a drink every time you hear Chris say, 
And with that being said, I think you're going to have a good time listening to this episode and lots of other episodes. Is this is this like the uh, that is so true. I was thinking about that the other day as well. Is this like the uh, How I Met Your Mother drinking game when Robin's the news anchor and uh, she always goes, but um, and uh, so they're in the bar and Ted is uh, like, it's a trap. She's saying it on purpose because she found out all the college kids were making fun of her. And so she's like, but um, this week on the news, but um, so and so died and they're just getting hammered, you know? Listen, I could weaponize however, this. You could weaponize this, which is why I wanted to say it after we recorded the episode. Dude, you know I would have abused that. I, I know. know. And now you might still abuse it in future episodes, but let's get to this episode because it's really, 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 really good. Yeah, um, I think with that... With that being said. With that being said, guys, I think that there is no better song to set the tone of this conversation this chat this this chill sesh we had with greg shields of cashed out than their song good at getting by getting spelled the same way we spell our podcast talking drop the g so with that being said from the man the myth the legend himself the other man the myth the legend of the show here is good at getting by from cashed out with greg shields on talking with Andrew and Chris. Stay tuned. No, I think that was pretty good. It wasn't bad. It it definitely was (laughs) one of the better uh, efforts we've had. Uh, So it's more for it's more for us anyway. So yeah, exactly. And you know, with that being said, hopefully this episode isn't just for us because we're joined yet again by Greg Shields of Cashed Out for a more casual conversation. We're just kind of catching up, you know. Like uh, Greg, we've been doing a lot of these um, quarantine check-ins with our past guests. and you know just kind of making sure everyone's okay out there maybe that's just because like up here in new york it's still pretty crazy about like seven weeks in now but either way you know we just want to make sure that our people are are all good you know so with that being said man how you doing how you holding up in these crazy times oh i'm doing fantastic really uh we have been touring for ever so to stop has been it's been cool. I, I still want to get it out there. I'm dying to get back out there. Just came off of a great tour. But I'm just, I, I live on a lake and I've just been fishing. I've been hanging out with my kid, taking him fishing. And I'm just 
enjoying it uh, because I usually don't. I got maybe three weeks to do everything, and then I gotta get back out. So it's everything's been good. We just did a live stream, and that went well. It was good to jam with my boys. I tell you, that's the hardest part is just when playing in a band feels weird, and then you can't do it. <laughs> yeah. For I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it was weird to, like, transition the podcast into this. Like, Chris and I have done every episode in the same room before COVID-19. And now, like, instead of him coming over and setting stuff up and we talk about it, he's just like, yo, you good in 10 minutes? And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I I had forgotten. I forgot that, it like, until you you popped up there, he was like, oh, yeah, he said he's going to get to the studio. I thought he was going to. Yeah, I thought you were gonna show up in the same screen. <laughs> and you, and you did yeah, hopefully soon. You know, we're right across from each other, but like that. I mean, in a sense, you know. And I hate saying this because there's a lot of people out there like not doing too well. But in a sense, like us having to adjust and having to figure out a way to do the show without being in the same room, like it opened up a new avenue. It opened up YouTube. So I guess to start this off on like a positive message, like don't just let this cripple you or crush you if you're an artist out there a creator like you can sort of make something good out of it so i'm i'm curious like how has your creative process been in this quarantine and and what are you cooking up what are you working on it and has it affected you at all or is it just you know business as usual are you talking Um, to me or greg (laughs) i think i think you knew who i was talking to oh sorry greg you take this one (laughs) um well i've been uh busy with we are recording an album right now um, and that's all I can really say about it um, but it's pretty easy to figure out what we're doing if you pay attention um, so those who want to would know but we're recording an album so I've been recording vocals for that I've been also working with other artists who really now more than ever are taking the time it's, it's artists are taking the time to hone in on their craft and, you know, maybe they got a little money, maybe they don't, I don't know. Um, but everybody, it feels like all around me, everybody's being very creative and pushing the limits and trying to just take it. I know for touring artists, when you are on tour all the time, I mean, pretty much, like I said, we're, we're out and, um, to be able to write and not be under pressure is it's like of a deadline. You can relax and open up your mind way, way more. You know, to it's. I think to answer your question, yeah, I've been a lot more creative. I've been feeling the creativity for sure. I bet that comes at you know a good time with the writing a new record and all that. Yeah, it's uh, it's been nice. The the demos, I know that this next record that we do, all the record, everything that we do, we try to do better than the last. And, and I mean, that's, I mean, everybody does that. And so far, train's been moving. And I'm loving the stuff that we're coming up with. And we have a little treat that we're going to drop before then, um, before it comes out. Because we're taking our time. We're if we don't have a deadline now it's full speed ahead with us so we get to we're going to try new producers just open up 
and I'm really excited for it. All the juices are flowing. My guys are stoked. We just jammed the other night for the first time on that live stream. We hadn't even practiced or anything because we can't really get together. And that was something that you like feel it. You're like, oh man, this, this is these vibrations literally like, you know, you're holding the acoustic guitar up against you. I don't know if you guys have been jamming much, but I've been playing my guitar a lot more and, um, it's just you miss that feeling when you got you surrounded by guys harmonizing with you, just playing in that pocket, and it's to be able to just do it under without any pressure. It's just it's going to have a really good impact on our music, not just our music, but I think everybody's music. I think yeah. the quality of music is, yeah. is going to improve. There's definitely like a lot of people are always like, oh, yeah, it's awesome to like be on stage and be in a band and play music live and all that stuff. But like even besides the aspect of like being in front of people, it's like that whole just cohesive feeling you feel when you're ever you're just in a group and everyone's doing the same thing, like playing a song. Or even if you're just like on a football team and you all, you know, play that you just enact that play so perfectly and everyone does what they're supposed to do. Like everybody's just like, hell yeah, dude, give me a high five. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah, like, Andrew, I, come I really on. appreciate you reference, referencing your uh, days of peewee football on the podcast. You, don't really, <laughs> yeah. you never really get that personally. Yeah, you, my dad coming all the way from Europe, he really drove American football into my childhood a lot. Yeah, sure. wow. Yeah. I, I wanted to play football so bad when I was a kid. And I, I would go to, like, um, you know, play it against sports. I don't know if you guys have those. Um, it's like a, I don't think so. Do not. <laughs> uh, Played against sports is like a, uh, you, you can go and sell your gear, and they'll it, you know it's in good condition, and they'll turn around and resell it, whatever you call that. Um, so you can get a whole bunch of like cool shit for cheap, and you could get like hockey equipment, and football equipment, and sounds dope. Um, yeah, Hawkins is is actually pretty cool. And it's like gently used stuff. Um, they're not a sponsor, but maybe they could be. Uh, <laughs> hey, play it again, sports. Sponsor cashed yeah. out. I would spend all of my money at play it against sports. And like most of the sports I never even got into, but I remember buying like a bunch of football stuff. But really, like, dude, I do not, I have no desire to be tackled. Um, <laughs> Amen, dude. So, I, you know, I there's some people I guess, you, I, and it'd be fun to like do the tackling, but something tells me I'd just be the guy getting sacked. Ah, uh, no, yeah. that would that would imply that I have to run a lot. You see, see where this is going. Gradually, <laughs> gradually, you seem like you were you seem like you were a street hockey kid. I do you nailed street it. Street hockey was so dope. I my, my neighbor had a net and he had like a bunch of sticks and he was really yeah. nice and was just like, yo, you want to come play street hockey? I was like, I don't got nothing. He's like, I got it all. It's like, yeah. hell yeah, dude. I was, I thought that I was, uh, because at the time when I was playing this, like figure state skating was still like popping. That was mm -hmm. like when it mm -hmm. was covering a lot. And like, I felt like I was some kind of figure skater on these rollerblades in my cul-de-sac and yeah, I'd be playing and then I stopped playing because this kid had this, like, um, he had a hockey stick, but it was, like, worn down straight to a point. And he slap shot, and it hit me right in the mouth. And I 
cut open our mouth and stuff. You know, it's like, all holy right. shit. Yeah. That kid uh, knew what kind of stick he had. He didn't know how to. I mean, at, this is also, this is around the time that the Mighty Ducks was oh, like. It's game over. Yeah, dude. It was like, man, everybody wanted to be Adam Banks, you know. <laughs> dude, you, you, you and your mouth didn't stand a chance. Dude, it was, uh, I should have got a, a mouth guard or something, or like a, a, a face mask helmet and played again. Now with a, Chris, what kind of Pee Wee sports did you play? Pee Wee sports? Um, yeah. I played basketball. I, yeah, I only did basketball and soccer. But then, you know, Greg, you didn't miss out much on football because, you know, I think that us being musicians, we're totally the dude that wouldn't be tackling, but be the, uh, or we'd be the one that gets tackled, not the tackler, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got three concussions uh, for four years of sitting on the sidelines just because, you know, hey, I love the workouts and I was on the team, right? But I didn't play. So um, I think you made the right choice, man, because this this noggin uh, forgets a lot of information sometimes. And I wish I played street hockey, I guess is the moral of that story. Street hockey was a good time. Like I couldn't really skate because I was too scared to fall down on pavement. But like even just running around with the sticks and the rubber ball and just like that feeling of like hitting the ball in the right way where you're not really even hitting. You're just kind of like scooping it up and flicking it into the net. Like that pocket. There's no there's no feeling like it. It all comes back to that pocket. I like that, man. You know, you you, you will be good at having a podcast. That was a nice little comparison you drew yeah. there, you know? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So, well, yeah, I, mean, I feel like there's a term for that in the business that's not segue. It's it's something else. Yeah, I don't I don't know the term. We'll have to we'll have to look it up. Because you know, you know we're not even pros yet. We're only on episode 42 or something like that, so yeah, I mean, we don't even know the episode we're on. I think that uh, that that goes back to the tune we were speaking about before this thing of, you know, just just do it, man. And so with, with all that being said, Greg, you were kind of saying a little bit about a cashed out pod, uh, something about a, a secret stash or, or whatnot. What's up? with that? Yeah, we are going to well, we have a lot of downtime. You know, as you know, the industry is kind of shut off for an undetermined amount of time. It'll come back, and it'll come back strong. But you can't take a band that just had his wheels turning for years and then just stop them. Uh, so we need we, we need time to be a band, and it's like basically you're riding in a van, except it'll likely be in my camper, and we're we're just gonna be a band. I think people will really like to see what that dynamic is like. So we have a podcast that we're calling The Secret Stash, and uh, we're about to launch it. It's it's not quite up yet, uh, but it's happening, and it's going to be fun. Cool. Can't wait. And it's just going to be just candid. You guys just hanging out and just doing what yeah. you normally do behind closed doors, but just to the public now? Yeah, I think that... You know, we have a lot of really cool friends. So there'll be a lot of interviews of people uh, that we want to highlight and think that the rest of the world should know about for whatever reason. You know, we toured the country probably 15 plus times. We meet a lot of really cool people and weird people. Um, I, I just think, and then we are weird people ourselves so like why not throw us all in the same setting and open the world up to our conversation and see 
see what happens. Yeah, I think it can't hurt, certainly. Um, and like you said, you got to keep the wheels turning. We just did an episode with For the Nomads Foundation. Uh, are you familiar with those guys at all? No. So it's, it's a really cool um, foundation started by crew members, for crew members, where basically they go in and they collect money. They're on their second round of funding as we speak. And as long as you can prove that you um, have, have been working and paying your salary off the road for at least a year, I think it was the criteria. I, th I think it's that if you can prove that you've lost out on income because of COVID-19, like due to touring being canceled or something like that. Yeah, they, um, they're just basically helping out the people behind the scenes. But, I mean, everyone's got to figure out a way to keep the wheels turning. So it's, it's really been interesting. Um, it obviously isn't ideal, but it's been kind of inspiring, I would say, to hear, like, you know, like how Howie's been burning it at both ends. We just spoke with him. You know, it seems like, mm -hmm. if anything, he's more busy now. You have all the crew members sort of rallying for each other with that foundation. And so I'm glad to hear you guys are just not letting this really, you know, get bring you down, stop the wheels from turning, because it, it very well could could have been crushing to to a lot of the artists and i'm just thankful we live in an age where we have at our fingertips like the ability to record a podcast over video it's it's not the way it would have been if this was normal times but it's it's still just as good you know absolutely and it's, it's funny you mentioned how he he's the one who inspired me to to make the podcast and actually encouraged it and not surprising in, he went to the secret stash and said hey are we doing this or what and just got everybody fired up so i was like all right, I'll, I'll make it happen. And, uh, <laughs> really? That's awesome. Yeah, he's a really good dude, and he's he's crushing it. Ali, who's crushing, that is the perfect example of a band staying busy in a time like this when otherwise you'd be shut down. Yeah, I'm kind of worried that, like, if Howie ever gets to a point in his life where he's not busy, he's just going to, like, die. Kind of seems like Maybe that's, that's how he's built, that he just needs to be working on something. That's That band has always, they've always been working. That's I, I mean, our band learned how to tour from Ballyhoo. Uh, and a lot of the bands that are out touring have a crew that was once in Ballyhoo. And everybody, Ballyhoo is like a university, basically, for touring. I mean, just they train these people and then they go off and do these huge things. Um, I mean, that's why we selfishly have him on the show is every chance that we can to learn as much as we can. He's, yeah. he's very knowledgeable. Very. And, you know, I, I worked um, on the, I sold CDs for them and worked tour and uh, toured with them a lot as their merch guy. And that's how, I mean, I just, we pretty much, if there's something that Valley who wouldn't do, we wouldn't do it either. <laughs> like, those guys so that, that begs the question, if Ballyhoo jumped off a bridge, would Cashed Out also jump off a bridge? <laughs> um, I guess it depends. We need a little bit of explanation. Um, <laughs> True. You know, All right. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. This, this, you know, this guys have always been full of great advice. And um, and just their support, they, them and the, the super villains really helped us get off the ground. Hmm. Yeah, Florida locals as well, right? Yeah, super villains are from here in Orlando, That's and they cool. were they were on Law Records. Since they were like one of the first bands I found out about on Law Records, and that was how I found out about the label. Um, they were 
it was so cool to like link up and have the support. Yeah, no, we've uh, we've spoken to like quite a few of um, Law's artists, and you guys all seem to just be so fired up about being on that label. Um, like, what's that experience like now for you guys, having completed your sophomore record, sort of getting ready to go into your third album, and and amidst all this COVID stuff, I, I'm assuming it's just like all support and love and like don't rush the process behind the scenes but I, i'm, I'm kind of curious if, if you don't mind sort of letting us into like how the label and like you guys have all been like keeping positivity and pushing through these crazy times with like a new record on the horizon this band was founded to be on law records like we because of the ballet who i co-produced uh, a little backstory some people don't know that i think you might have touched on this last time but I co-wrote and co-produced Ballyhoo's uh, album, Daydreams, uh, which was their first Law Records release. And I had, like I said, I'd known about Law Records from the Supergones that I was just listening to as a fan. And um, so when it came, I had an opportunity to form this band. Uh, that was the goal. It was like, hey, I... I co-wrote an album that was this label liked enough to release and did really well. We could do that too. Like I, I don't see why we couldn't pitch it. And um, so we wanted that relationship before it was even an idea. And, <clears throat> and we got it. And then everything that's happened with the label has just been a 100% uh, positive experience. They're, they're, it's run by a band called Pepper, and if you ever met Pepper or seen Pepper, just watch a live show because those guys are wild and they're a good time. And they like just if you just take the show out of it and like you know think about how they would be when they just woke up. That's that's doing business with, with Law Records. Like they're. They're great. They give us everything that we want, um, and we give it give them everything that they would want out of a band as well. You know, it's a it's a two way street for sure, um, but it it they make it very easy to do our job, and it, it's just Paul at the label has been great. Yasad, um, everybody. It's just it's just I have no no bad things to say. Working with a band. Working with a label that's run by a band that is, you know, crushing it in the genre that you play. Best decision I ever made. Yeah, seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, the, the tour we were just on was the Pepper Tour, and we got to play direct support, and it was just fantastic. Only five shows, I think, didn't sell out. And it's, so the effects of that tour on, on cashed out how, how would you say it was well our streaming is up uh and we don't know about the attendance because we had to cancel all touring plans that we had to kind of find out we hadn't done uh, a headliner tour since 2018 and uh we have to figure that out <laughs> now i guess we're just waiting until we get the go ahead and figure out like how many people are we allowed to let in in these shows and that that's going to determine where we book it but our agent our whole team 
uh, management team. That it, it, it takes a village, and we have a village full of awesome people, and cool. everybody's on it. So we're gonna play as soon as we can. And um, I already forgot what the question was. But no, yeah, I'm just I was just curious. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense. You really the streaming is an indication, of course, <clears throat> of how successful doing that tour was. But I mean, for like for like you guys, um, it doesn't surprise me that your direct support for Pepper at this point in your career, you know, it's only seemed to have gone up, but uh, I guess it is kind of unfortunate that as you finally are like really starting to, like you said, like the wheels are turning, but I think they're turning a little faster than the last time we spoke to you. Yeah. And uh, I think it's unfortunate (coughs) sort of this COVID thing kind of came and hit and, you know, now you can't see the attendance, you know? So, I mean, I guess like this podcast could be some indication of sort of you know numbers or attendance at least but like i know that's important you know you, you have mm-hmm. to go to people with numbers in the industry that's how you get better tour support that's how you get better opportunities so like how are you guys sort of trying to like fight that at a band at your level in your scene to still like come out of this and sort of pick up where you left off you know i think that yeah the the podcast is going to really help uh we just met thousands of people and we want to come back and, and, you know, reach them again. And if we can't physically be there, then virtually we're going to be there in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and we're constantly thinking of different things that we can do. Um, and we just did this, like, cashed out couch camp out where everybody, we all, like, you know, fishing with me and cooking with Nick and, bird watching with Joey, um, coffee with Marshall and guitar lessons with Jackson. And it was just a way for us to hang out and everybody had their own day to go live. And, uh, and then we did a performance at the end. And if that is the kind of stuff that we're limited to right now, then I mean, we'll be out here doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect, it seems like you guys were, like I said, some of the quicker adopters to get that type of stuff going. And I think that's a cool format as well. You know, everyone shows their own unique personality. And to me, it, it kind of seems like, I mean, some of the artists that like, you know, I'm a fan of, I, I get to know them on more of a personal level. Whereas like they wouldn't have had the time to do all this if they were home for three weeks in between a tour, you know, like you said, you got to spend time with your son. You want to just sort of chill out before the next long stint away from home. So so maybe there is some good to be gathered from this, at least is what I'm getting from, you know, hearing you speak right now, which I guess is good. Cause you know, like we, yeah. we worry about our guests. We want to see them, you know, continue to do what they do. Right. Uh, well, I think as long as you're not wasting all the free time that this has allotted to a lot of people, then, you know, you're making the most of it. If you're just sitting at home, just being like, this sucks. I need this to be over. Wham, 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 wham. Then obviously not only are you going to have a terrible time, but you're going to have a lot of people around you having a terrible time. So just try to have a good time. Yeah, you got to really just look at what you can do. Because, I mean, and maybe it's different for people who are always home. Um, but for me, it's like this. For example, I, I live in a camper. And I had no idea that my refrigerator wasn't even working. Because I'd be home, so I wouldn't fill it up. I would just buy food like I'm used to on tour and I wouldn't be home for very long. So it's like I'm not going to go buy groceries and get bad and I got to empty out the fridge before I go on tour. So I didn't even realize my fridge wasn't working. 
uh, and until I got was home long enough to be like, hmm. And it's just <laughs> things like that where like you just uh, you know you just gotta look and like okay now I have the time to to focus on this and you know and pick something. It, it's not hard to stay occupied. Um, you know, worst case, you're going out to get some exercise. I got, I bought a bike. I attached fishing rod holders to it, and now I ride up and down the river with my son. We find fishing spots, um, and I could never really have time to go do that. I see him a couple times a week when I'm home, and then I'm gone again. And it's really, you know, it's just, it's just been great to to sit and write music and not feel like, oh, it has to be this way or it has to be done by this time. And like I said, just just making the most of the time, you know, see what you, I think people can really discover within themselves what they, what they can do. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I'm curious, when was the last time you were home like this, like pre-touring, Greg? Like how long haven't uh, you had this feeling for to just be like kind of thrown into it again? Uh... In October, it'll be six years, I think, that we started this band. Um, and from the moment we started, I mean, we were on the street team um, to get shows, and uh, it was just been a constant hustle. And we were just talking, Jackson and I were talking about it last night. Um, it, it's just, it's crazy that we've not stopped, and it's only progressed, and then look at where we are, and like, you just look back and you're like, holy shit, like, a lot has happened. And so I feel like I have been giving it my all for six years with the band. And then before that, I had a whole bunch of bands and projects I was trying to do, but nothing was right. But I wasn't touring, so I was home still. You know, Once we started touring, it just did not stop. Yeah, no, I feel that. It almost seems like, you know, you guys, the road dogs that we have on the show are getting, like, not a a voluntarily uh, battery recharge, but it seems to be happening. Mm -hmm. It seems like everyone's making the most of their time, which is cool. And and so speaking of time and and all that, um, last time we spoke to you was right before your your second record came out, and you were sort of telling us how it was a bit of a different writing process. You know, you kind of, on the first record, were more at the forefront of the songwriting, and not that you weren't involved in this second record, but it was a little bit more in the hands of your band, and it was like more of a culmination of every member of Cashed Out, as, as in the past it was more so maybe centered by you, if I'm remembering correctly. So, like, looking back on that process, because now we kind of have, you know, the ability to be like, well, we spoke to him right before the record came out. And now here we are almost a year afterwards, if not a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, how do you feel that that second record went, you know, minus the COVID nonsense, like, like, I am very pleased with the results. I feel like all that touring that we did do has paid off in that sense. Um, you know, we, we have, recouped that album already so that what more can i ask for you know it's it's amazing um the process yeah was a little um jarring and less than ideal uh but the paul leary mixing it was was kind of the glue that really 
save the day there. And um, it's not like I don't like the record. I, I love that record. Um, but this one that we are going to make now is just, it's going to be better. It's just, if we, having this time is really going to make the difference. You know, you don't, you just don't get, just imagine if you, it's like, okay, I want you to think about something and I want you to only think about it for this amount of time. And whatever that is, is going to define you. It's a really, it's tough. It's tough to, and we pulled it together. Um, but this next record, I just think it's going to be a little more organic and just us jamming and going. I really like that instead of, hey, let's get together. We need to write a song today. You know, it's, it's less, um, less mechanical. It kind of seems sense. like you're more relaxed going into it as well. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, but. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, I mean, we just don't get this time. Even when we started writing this, we started um, before our tour. We, we drove out to California for three weeks um, and lived in an Airbnb, just posted up writing just songs like at our leisure. We would surf, we would, you know, go catch a sunset. And we just—it's just a good—we cook food, watch movies, and write songs. When inspiration struck, the gear was there, and um, just to be able to go do that and be away from think normal distractions—you know, your domestic life at home—is is certainly easy. It's an easy distraction. So being away from that, but still not having shows to play. For three weeks before we started a tour then it was just it was nice and then we come home and everything's canceled so now we have even more time we, we like just we just paid to have this time and now we get more so it's not bad now you uh, mentioned that you know you wanted to go to that place to get rid of distractions but now that you have all this time at home when you're not working what do you distract yourself with like what are you watching what do you read and what do you what are you spending the not work time doing while you're cooped up at home? Aside from um, fishing. <laughs> aside really, from fishing. It seems yes. awesome. I mean, seems yeah. like a really cool spot down there, but aside from I mean, there is a lot of fishing. Um because down my my best friend lives on the same lake and uh, just rebuilt the boat, so we've just been stuck to to link up and go to all the places of the lake that uh, we maybe couldn't before. And, uh, but aside from that, we, I've been watching whatever I can on Netflix and Hulu. Um, I've, of course, watched the Tiger King and all that. Uh, and uh, I watched Outer Banks. And I'm the kind of guy that, like, I don't watch TV, really. I usually don't have time to. And, there's nothing crazy interesting to me, really. So, uh, but when I get something, I find something I like, I'll just watch it all the way through, uh, which is, I don't know how that affects my screen time or, or what, because I'm not watching it as often, but I like will binge watch it. And that's. 
Have you checked out The Midnight Gospel on Netflix? Nope. Okay, I feel like you would really like that. It's essentially a podcast by, uh, oh my god. Duncan Trussell. That's it. Thank you so much, Chris. Duncan Trussell. It's a wild show. It's It's so cool, but it's animated by Pendleton Ward, the guy that made Adventure Time. So, like, everything looks absolutely insane. So, like, if you're not listening to the conversation, your eyes are, like, getting a treat from the visuals. But then if, like, you can get past the insane bewildering visuals and listen to what they're talking about they're also talking about insane stuff and i've only seen the first episode but it was like one of the craziest 22 minutes of my life yep me too i just watched it last night actually it's i don't know how into adult cartoons you are and i'll just say this the only adult cartoons that i have been able to tolerate before watching this show was just bojack horseman and south park and it's not like i'm even crazy about those but this show has me hooked dude because it is just bonkers like I, that's the only word to describe it i think yeah, like, I'm, like i'm like the first guest is dr drew and i don't even want i don't even know who else comes on <laughs> to the show but like the whole show is, is just great it's great yeah like, that sounds awesome yeah it's, it's it trippy to say the least um and this is from someone who's kind of been spending his quarantine just pretty sober just kind of trying to work on stuff and just yeah you don't feel sober watching that show me out that's good exactly (laughs) yeah maybe maybe it would like make me more productive if i just felt not sober and then (laughs) (laughs) like it's very easy to just just sit and get baked and do nothing because there's not a lot of uh not a lot of stuff to do (laughs) so uh, that's why I think we're making a podcast. I'm, I'm trying to stay busy, and uh, we'll be we'll be whipping up a lot of content too. But. Well, listen, if you guys need tips on podcasting, we know a guy named Howie who's really good at it, and he'd probably he's, be yeah, he'd probably be more than that. willing. He's <laughs> already. I mean, he's the one who championed this. Exactly. So, uh, <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna use that again. I told him I was like, dude, you. You really messed up because now I'm gonna hit you up for everything. And be like, this is your fault. <laughs> I think so, he loves it though. He loves helping people. He does. Yeah. He's a really good guy. It seems like a true passion of his. And and so, but that being said, Greg, what, like I know you're not a scientist, you're not a doctor, but like when do you see the industry opening back up? And you know, are you guys gonna be? hesitant to get back out there for like safety of 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 like just the people at your shows and the crew or like are you thinking about this stuff because yeah are you got two months in you know what i mean almost three at at this Mm -hmm. point and so i just don't know and i'd be curious to see what someone on the inside's thinking yeah and like are you guys trying to like get it get out there like as soon as like the government is like hey everyone can go outside and go to a show like are you guys trying to be like as soon as they say we can we're going or are you trying to like not I get I mean like wait is kind of the only thing we can do right now, but like wait until they're like you know we can have more than a hundred people in a room. I think that they'll start like even here in Orlando, you can you can eat outside at a restaurant again, um, which you know pretty much yesterday I felt like. This is the first normal Monday in a long time. Um, so I'm hopeful, but there is the whole second wave opinion. Yeah. And, um, and then there's the fact of like, 
I don't know what to trust. There's a, there's a whole bunch of information everywhere, and it's just a matter of which outlet is serving it to you and what your opinion is on that outlet. And yep. for me, I'm just kind of like a, well, I'm going to go fishing. <laughs> and it, it, and no, nothing's going to bother me out there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Stay, stay six feet apart and, you know, supposedly mm -hmm. fresh air is okay. And, um, basically, I don't think that much touring will happen for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it does, it'll be probably like small restaurant stuff um, because that's what will open first and you can technically have live music at a restaurant. Um, I think it'll probably be a lot of sit-down stuff, which personally I despise, but uh, I think it will teach me some patience and have a new appreciation uh, for that. Um, it's just a, playing to a room full of people sitting down is and you're trying to have a whole bunch of energy is, you know, you feel like a, yeah, it feels like, I mean, look, feels like play, playing to like, uh, like a wall or like a picture of people. I do yeah. It for, yeah. I do it for money when, when I can in my, in my area, being a bar musician quite honestly sucks. Um, it's, it's the worst. Um, when you have, yeah. and you have to do it for four hours usually. And, yep. um, you know, people, you're trying to get people fired up, but really you're not fired up. And when we, when we started the band, that's how we got our band was, um, doing cover gigs and putting all the money into the down payment of our band. And we were, I was like falling asleep on the interstate going to my job because every show we get home at 5 a.m. Doesn't matter what time we started, 5 a.m. By the time you drop everything off, load it all out, you're tired, so you're loading out a little sweater. And it was just a, a nightmare. But we did it. And it's it's vital until you decide I'm going to start branding myself differently. Yeah. Um, I feel yeah. like the, the bar gig is like the music industry equivalent of working in retail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, no, it's something that like no yeah. one really wants to do. Some people are like really, really good at it and like can make a lot of money doing it, but most people don't want to do it. And it, you learn a lot about the shitty side of being a musician. Like it's weird when, you know, everyone sees videos of, of uh, like big bands playing to giant crowds and they hold the microphone out and everyone's singing the words and they're like, wow, this is exactly what you want. But then like, mm -hmm. it's weird to be like at a bar and like the best case scenario is like a group of like drunk dudes, like yelling the words to piano man while you're playing. And you're like, well, <laughs> they don't, they don't, they're not going to remember who I am. And it's amazing that they remember the words to piano man right now. Cause this is fucking weird. <laughs> Well, no, yeah. in, in my experience, they end up just mixing up the verses, and then it's like, okay, so John at the bar is a friend of mine, so what comes next? Real estate novelist? Or I, I just, uh, you know, it's tough for me. <laughs> but, uh, That's some yeah, real it's, inside it's, baseball. It's not fun. Yeah, real inside baseball, man. It's not fun, though. I feel you on that, Greg. It's funny that you mentioned retail because the job that I was driving to it was a retail job. I worked at a uh, surf shop, and... So I was hating retail and hating my retail-like 
job. <laughs> so that sounds really, like a pretty cool retail job. You guys really cool. earned what you have got from cashed out. Not not that I hadn't thought you did before, but like what you're telling me is you really fought for this thing. Absolutely. Um, from the from the start, from the, the very first thing we did was I knew the promoter uh, that was buying all the shows that we wanted to be a part of. And I knew that he was a badass and that he had a whole street team. And I was like, hey, we're going to get these shows by being a part of the street team and getting paid to go distribute these flyers and spread awareness of the show. Uh, it's also going to be, that's why the show is going to do well and it's why we want them. And uh, it, it worked. It worked like a charm. I mean, we were working and getting the show. We knew about the shows before the other bands. So we, and we were, had, you know, first dibs basically. And what we told them is we we're going to move tickets. We sold tickets. We would drive to Gainesville and sell tickets on the street. That's two hours away from here. Um, and we would jump out of a, a minivan and, and just approach people that look like they might listen to reggae. And if, if we, that's how we got our first tour um, with Les and Jake and Pepper. Because um, Les and Jake saw us doing that and we were, we were already booked with them on their hometown show. And then they asked after that show, we wanted to go on a tour. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I know that they're just like punk rock, but that's just so—that's only something you get from like punk rock, man. Just like seeing that, because you know you—you know when someone asks you that if they're in that kind of band, they were doing that, you know? Oh yeah, Yeah, because like nowadays with the industry, if like like if Taylor Swift sees like some singer peddling CDs outside her showroom, she's like, Oh, I want this person on my tour. Then she has to talk to her manager West to say if it's okay with the label. And then if it's okay with the booking people and if they can accommodate all this stuff. And she's like, I just wanted to tour with this guy. And they're like, well, <laughs> it's not that easy, but like less than Jake can just walk up to a band handing CDs out outside the show and be like, you guys want to just play the rest of the tour? And she'd be like, yeah. And they're like, word, then it's done. Yeah. I mean, they were, they had a, a tour, coming up so it wasn't the tour that they were on we were just playing a one-off show so that the timing of it like really worked out especially because we had the deal on the table with pepper who, who they were co-writing go ahead so kind of glued it all together to, yeah to get them to get that kind of approval right at the time when we needed it was perfect and we had no tour history you know we didn't have to offer anybody but these were two bands that didn't necessarily they get to choose who they want they have the power to do that as the headliner they as long as they mutually agree then they can do that and in this case they absolutely mutually agreed and we couldn't be more grateful for that opportunity and it just led to so many more and it's it's been a wild ride yeah man so so what's that like for, you know, six years ago, Greg, just like to get his shot. You just got booked on the first, you know, your first like legit cashed out tour with Pepper and less than Jake. And then, you know, the, the last tour you did again, like, you know, pre-COVID, you were just direct support for, for one of those two bands. Like, 
it seems like you probably thought you would get here because of your drive and, and your work ethic. But like, what is this like sort of like looking back and reflecting on it? Like, could you have imagined? I, I did imagine a lot. Um, and the only part of it that I don't have right now, I'd say would be the tour bus. Um, I, I, you see, I, a long time ago, I had this, this vision here. And yeah, it, yeah. this is reality. So, uh, <laughs> I love that, hey, you've got both that. sides of the coin on your arms. Yeah. So that's good. Keeps you grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll get there. And then those things cost a lot of money and our money's going up. So it's just a matter of, you know, that's why we, that's what fuels us is like, imagine we've been doing, we're going to be doing the same amount of work, but, you know, we'll be, just more comfortable. That's the only thing that's going to change. And um, I would, it's pretty uncomfortable in the van. Um, and, you know, when, when you're not the headliner, uh, you don't always get the, the headliners treat us very well. Um, but sometimes, you know, there's only so many green rooms. You're sharing a green room with one or two other bands. And, um, you know, to be able to eventually be the headliner and that is that's what it's what I've always dreamed of and uh it's happening <laughs> that's that's for sure it feels great it feels great to like you know the first tour we did with Pepper nobody our album was announced and nobody knew the words to our songs now we have a bunch of people singing along and Pepper brings us up during their set and they were very very good about that and that's the other advantage to having you know being on a label with a relevant band in your genre so you can collaborate they want their fans to know about us and they were uh not shy about that at all beautiful man that's uh yeah no that gives me that gives me hope and uh inspires me to just like because you know it's tough in this quarantine time like you're putting in all this work but then like the songs you're writing right now like when will they get heard and it's just making it so much harder to keep your platform going but i mean i think that talking to Howie, talking to you, especially today, like no excuses, you know, you got to make yeah. the most of all the time that you got. And anyone listening, like we told you in the past, like our audience is like people at Andrew and I's levels, you know, or even, even earlier, there's a lot of people who message us. They're like, dude, like I'm in my first band, like just starting out, love your podcast, you know? So it's just like, this is the kind of stuff that like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, people it's, be like, oh, it's corny, whatever. But like, well, then, you know, if it's corny, yeah. then you don't want to work hard. You know what I mean? That, that's yeah. what I'm getting from it's, it. It's yeah. nice because like you hear a lot of band stories and it was kind of like, I mean, I guess you guys were kind of in the right place at the right time. But at the same time, like you were just like, this is what I want to do and it's what I'm going to do. And then you just kept doing it until you did it. And you hear so many bands talk about like, oh, well, like we were jamming and then like we had this opportunity. So we took it and then it worked out like it like they obviously wanted to do it, but it just kind of happened. And it's nice that like if you really want something bad enough, just keep working at it and just, just focus on it intensely and do everything you can and eventually like those opportunities will just happen you know you just have to put yourself in those opportunities another another thing that has helped is really having the knowledge of the industry that you're in and it goes for any any <coughs> talent or trade that you do um you know if you know you know what it is you find out what it is that you need 
to, to obtain your goals. It's just like, a, you know, you're baking something, you're going to find out the ingredients, right? I don't bake, um, but <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, see <laughs> I would imagine that's what you do. You metaphorically yeah. bake. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I bake just like things. Um, and, <laughs> uh, but you would, you know, you, you would find out the ingredients and uh, the best recipe and the best route to take and, you know, then you need to know where to obtain those ingredients if it's a certain kind or if you're, you know, anything. Like, it's just like building anything. I think having a knowledge of the industry has really helped, you know, knowing that I needed to go to a promoter to get this show and knowing that, uh, you know, I needed a management and I wasn't going to get a management unless I had a label. But the label also wants to see with management and, you know, linking the two and, um, you know, when it's time to get a booking agent, all this stuff, knowing what a booking agent is, what do you expect of a manager? Uh, I got to witness all of that before we started. I mean, I tried other bands not knowing that knowledge, but it was when I had that knowledge and understanding, of, okay, this guy signed this band. He obviously likes this kind of music. So when I have this kind of music as a producer, that's who I'm going to pitch it to. And, um, you know, pitching and failing, you know, when somebody's like, sorry, that's not a hit. Yeah. Understanding. All right. That's this guy just signed Jason Derulo. He probably knows what a hit is. I'm going to listen to him. Right. <laughs> uh, and not, you know, not being like, whoa, fuck that guy. Because he's in the position that he's in because of his ear. Yeah, just... the one thing I've learned about traversing the music industry is it's, it's it's not about what happens. It's about how you walk away from it, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, seems like you're on the, the same page. The same and page it's, a, it's about not walking away from your goals, too. You know, you can't just let somebody shit on them and like oh well this didn't work or this show didn't work out nobody's gonna come i'm stuck playing cover gigs you know until you change i think cover gigs are that's probably the biggest downfall because there's money in cover gigs and once you get past the money thing like you gotta just understand that you're not gonna make money it's not about money uh you will make money eventually but until you understand where all that money's got to go and why and invest it all in there, then yeah, it's, it's probably not going to happen for you. Um, but if you get, get past the money part or at least do both, but don't let the cover gig consume you. Um, yeah. Don't get too comfy. Yeah. That's what happens. It's like, Oh, well I just had a baby and uh, you know, it's, I got to pay these bills. And it's like, we all have bills and babies. Um, not every single member, but there's, you know, a bunch of kids that stem from this band. <laughs> so, uh, it's, you just, uh, you know, you gotta, you just give it your all and understand what you're doing and read more, you know, read. I don't read it, but I get the information from the people, um, you know, that I, I was surrounded by, surrounded myself with managers and, um, just wanting to find out what a label does and why don't I have one. 
<laughs> right. Um, but that's been the best way to navigate things. And I, I would give that advice to anybody who's really just understand yeah. what you're trying um, to do. Greg, man, it seems like you're uh, ever the student. And uh, I think that that's only going to keep propelling this band going forward. Um, with that being said, before we let you out of here, we do have a set question we've introduced to the show that, uh, you know, we, we didn't have the first time we were around and, uh, don't worry. It's, uh, I think it's you're, I think you're going to love it. I think you're personally going to nail it. But if me saying that before <laughs> I present it makes you just like freeze up in the moment, we will edit out the silence. So the question is, we like to just sort of get the spontaneity because I think that's a big part of being an artist. Like I'll just be sitting there driving home and I'll have like a melody pop in and I'll be like, Oh shit, got to pull over and record this. Like right now, can't forget this thing. Like that's very much so a part of being an artist, you know? So, and, and you know that. So I, I'm just curious, like, cause you know, everyone has their words. I think if you're an artist, how you describe yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you think about yourself. So if one word came to your mind about how you would describe yourself as an artist to someone else, and you can elaborate it, I'll elaborate on the word afterwards, of course. But like, what's that one word? You know, we're looking for like the power and the beauty in that one word here right now. Hmm. Uh, I was. <laughs> no rush. No rush. Yeah, we can edit out a long, awkward pause if we need to. So this doesn't have to do with genre, or it just. Just as an artist. Just, just you personally, as someone who creates. Yeah, just you. Um, I would say motivated. Is that too easy? No. Why motivated? Yeah, that's your answer, man. Why motivated? Uh, because uh, I don't do anything without a motive. Um, it, as far in terms of my career and uh, in music and with this band and we don't, you know, we, we always go for something, you know, we want to, you know, be at this place by this time, doing these types of things. Um, and I think, yeah, I would say motivated or even, uh, Whatever it's called, and accomplished. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, I could see that, man. And I think you have a lot more to uh, accomplish as well. I hope um, this whole COVID nineteen sort of like you just picking up right where you left off. And I'm sure you guys will. I mean, you guys have a solid fan base. I'm in that secret stash Facebook group, and it seems like your guys couldn't be any more. You know, your guys and gals couldn't be any more just ecstatic about what you guys do so you know uh thanks again for you know coming on our humble podcast man it's just uh, i love it it's a growing show and and we want you uh yet again offering your time man um yeah and if you need guests on your podcast (laughs) we have a lot of free time Mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna hit you guys up i want to get in my flow so i can really impress you Word. Well, we, thank you, man. We, uh, we, we appreciate that. And, uh, so I think we covered it all, you know, from, uh, from fishing to, uh, opening up for pepper, but is there any last message, anything you want to sort of leave the people with, tell them about, uh, about the future of cashed out or, or what you guys have going on right now before we get out of here today? Um, we have, we're just thinking of ways to meet you and to interact with you and you, the listener, uh, maybe you've never heard us before, 
um, and maybe you're a repeat offender. Either way, we're about it, and we're just going to not let this thing get us down, and we're going to stay busy. And that's just what we've always done as a band. That's what anybody in the band should always do. Um, if anyone ever needs it, advice on anything, this is my Instagram. Holler at your boy. I'd be happy to help you out any way that I can. Beautiful, and, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the deal. And Cashed Out, where can people find Cashed Out and keep up to date with, uh, with, the, with the band, you know? It's at Cashed Out Music, K-A-S-H-D-O-U-T Music, and uh, CashedOut.com is it also works as well. Uh, we're going to launch this podcast soon, uh, and that's where you'll find out about it. Um, pretty much anywhere there's social media, there's Cashed Out. You just got to spell it with a K, and you're good to go. Perfect. Yeah, guys, um, one of the hardest working, uh, one of my favorite and one of like the nicest groups of people I've ever met in the music industry. So if, if you don't follow them, I don't know what, like I don't know what you're doing. If you don't follow I them, <laughs> I won't follow you. Right, you can lead a horse to water, but uh, with that being said, Andrew, um, hopefully they, they want to drink some of, uh, you know, uh, the diet Pepsi that we have stocked here at the studio. Oh as, as that is my drink of choice. A little inside joke. I'm sorry, Greg, but uh, Andrew, Tell them about our show. Uh, tell the people what they can expect. Uh, you're so good at this part. You know, I want you to do it. Wow. Thanks, Chris. I only learned from watching you. So, you know, uh, well, if you liked this episode, we've got lots of other episodes like this speaking to Greg specifically and to people like Greg, you know, creative people who are uh, motivated. Uh, we're on all the social medias at talking podcast. No G we're on all the digital streaming platforms. Uh, yeah. I mean, we we've got a YouTube channel now that we're putting episodes on. We're going to be putting more stuff on there as well. Uh, yeah, if you're listening right now, subscribe for the video version. Cause then you get to see Greg's uh, tattoos, which we're not going to spoil what they were because I think yes. that was very important to that uh, segment yeah. of the show. And so check it out on the video platform on, on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, and while you're that... checking out YouTube and podcasts, check out Chris's Talking TV podcast as well, which is also on YouTube and on all the digital streaming platforms and on all the social media platforms. That is true. And uh, I have this nice little link in my bio, which is right down there, which has it all just wrapped up in a nice little basket for you, although it's a link, but whatever. Yeah. I don't uh, have anything else, that. but that's my Instagram, and you could follow me too because I feel like I'm pretty funny. Well, you have the support of your friends, Andrew, and never forget that. And, it's, all, uh, it's all I need. So, so with that being said, um, speaking of you know positivity and things that make you feel good and support and, and friendship, your band, Greg, sort of gives me all those feelings. So I would love to play a song before we sort of wrap this podcast up uh, by Cashed Out, if that's okay with you. Yes, please. I prefer it. Uh, I'm glad you said that. Do you have a song in mind that we can leave the people with? I do. I do. It's kind of an off-the-wall one, but um, I feel like it doesn't get enough love, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say forever now. And it's, uh, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like a happy, boppy song by any means, but it's, it, there's something for everyone, and forever now is for people who need that. So go get Boom. your song.
Beautiful, man. Well, Greg, thank you again so much for your time. We appreciate I wish we it. could talk to you forever now. Yeah. Uh, you can. Your- you can. I'm available. Guys, keep an eye out for the Cashed Out podcast, the secret stash. But, but right now, open your ears up and uh, enjoy Forever Now by Cashed Out on Talking with Andrew and Chris. Stay safe, friends. Smith.